Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing on the 7th of April 2002. Hi, I'm Paul and you are on the New Zealand Sports Radio Show. And there is, sorry, in the background, uh, you won't see it, but someone's counting his fingers to check he's got the right day. Um, one of our presenters, I'll let you guess which one it is. But we are here at 8am every morning getting you uh, up to speed with all the latest news so you can start the day the best way. Today, we have the Warriors prepare for another lockdown. Organisers are still planning on running the T20 World Cup. More ex-FIFA executives are accused of corruption. Um, that's a bit of a surprise. I thought they all already were known to be corrupt. Anyway, there you go. Um, and then finally, New Zealand sport bodies. Uh, and we'll look at the, the government funding they've received so far. To kick us off, we'll find out about those FIFA executives and hand you over to Stephen from the Deep South, who will take you through the football news. Yes, good morning, Paul, and good morning, everyone. I hope your morning is going well so far. Now, around the football world today, yes, we've got to talk about the uh, FIFA executives, but there is um, more guidelines have been put in place for contracts and transfers in Europe. Liverpool have done a U-turn on staff leave, and, of course, first up, we've got these football executives coming your way. Yes, it wouldn't be football, would it, without having... Finally, a topic to talk about with some bribing going on in FIFA. The FBI, Paul, they've been going on for a long time. They've had a long-running investigation into these allegations of football corruption. And just yesterday, they have unearthed a new indictment. Uh, the allegations are against uh, a few people. Nicholas Leos, a former president of the South American Confederation and former Brazilian Federation president um, for taking money in exchange for votes in favour of the Qatar hosting the 2022 World Cup. Um, they're going to have a bit of trouble pushing the case against Leos. However, he died last year in Paraguay after already being banned from the game for life and taking bribes between 2006 and 2012. Also, a couple of others, uh, former FIFA Vice President Jack Warner and former FIFA Council Member Rafael Seguero have both allegedly taken money to vote for Russia in the 2018 World Cup as well. So we'll hear more on those, I guess, as uh, they come to light. Liverpool have reversed the decision to place some non-playing staff on temporary leave and apologised to their fans after coming to the decision to do so last weekend. And they received fierce, fierce criticism and a massive backlash from fans and former players like the outspoken Jamie Carragher and Stan Collymore. 
This has forced the club's big wigs to rethink the matter. Chief Executive Peter Moore has said they believe they had the wrong conclusion last week and they are truly sorry for doing that. They have opted to find alternative means to pay their staff instead. Liverpool made a profit of £43 million last year and they're the seventh richest football club in the world. So they've got plenty of money to go around. Um, more on that, uh, they will be still waiting though to be crowned EPL champions if possible with their 25-point lead uh, this season. Update on the uh, rest of the team's pay cut progress. As of today, it is still going to be a club-by-club -club decision. So it's no, there's no collective attempt anymore to get everyone on the same page. They'll be doing it each and every individual team as it goes. Uh, that collective agreement broke down over the weekend. Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson has set up a charity fund, which has been contributed by a number of players and uh, guides out of the PFA as well, chipping into that. In Italy... In Serie A, the clubs have already agreed to impose a 33% wage cut on all their playing and coaching staff in the league. And finally, talks initiated by FIFA with the European Confederation, federations, clubs, players and leagues have reached a new agreement over contracts and transfer window dates due to the postponement of the league. With the initial dream of completing the season by the end of June, now just a distant memory, the focus has been turned to August instead where that may happen. So players who have their contracts expire on dates before the expected end of the season will now be extended to when it does actually end, whenever that may be. New deals will be pushed back to when the 2021 season eventually kicks off, whenever that may be as well. The transfer window has already been pushed back to September and will be a new one approved by FIFA to fall between when the current season ends and when the new season starts with an attempt to sink them between all the leagues in Europe. So they've actually never actually decided anything here on dates, but they've decided that when they actually do get some, they'll have a plan in place. So when the startedly virus goes away, we'll have a bit of an execution plan to get things in action by FIFA. So a little bit of something is actually happening there with dates and times and contracts. It is not all doom and gloom, however. A little bit of positive news to wrap up the football news today. As of this week, all of the Bundesliga clubs are now back in training in small groups. So the first positive sign in the right direction there in the German league. That is football from me. Enjoy your day, everyone. And I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more. Thank you very much, Stephen. From the Deep South, we'll hand now over to Ashwin up in Auckland for our cricket update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning, everybody out there. Well, in World T20 World Cup news, Australian hosts are still wanting to run that tournament and keeping that dream alive. This is where we cue Paul in the sound studio going, can you run um, crowded houses? Uh, it, don't, don't dream it's over. <laughs> oh, so no, I mean, I've, I've got they... some sound effects, but not, uh, but not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Basically, what their plan is that they will do mass testing of a larger extended squads as well as putting them into mass quarantining before the tournament would start and then possibly even look at some of these other sports where they're holding it in one area. Obviously, this will be determinant on whether travel uh, rules are changed or not because at the moment you can't see uh, that being an essential service for people to fly around on. Also from out of Australia, Michael Clark believes that the IPL uh, effect is having an issue with um, Virat Kohli being sledged on the field. Uh, he feels that in the 2018-2019 home series that the Australians went easy on Virat Kohli because they're worried about missing out on IPL contracts or getting lesser amounts for those contracts and lesser game time 
which would equate to lesser um, money. Looks like the chickens are coming home to roost for the on-field bully boys of world cricket because we know the off-field bully boys are the BCCI. In a bit, in a little bit of a um, different cricket sort of sense, uh, USA cricket, which isn't the big big boys of cricket by any means. Many would be surprised that to know that USA actually have contracted players. Last year, they had their first contracted players and paid them between seventy and ninety thousand US dollars. Now, with COVID-19, that's being reduced significantly. Majority of the players are only about paid between $200 and $400 for the weekend appearance. So it looks like they might be going down from about $70,000 to $200. A little bit of a pay drop there. And a little bit on the lighter side. A bunch of Aussie mates having a game of backyard cricket have been fined $8,000 for breaking social distancing rules. So, uh, and there you go, Paul. That's the uh, world cricket news and a bit from the backyard in Australia. Thank you very much, um, Ashwin. I'll now hand you over to Stephen from the far north who will take us through the birthdays today. Oh, good morning, everybody. Coming up, two former All Blacks that left their own mark on the national game. Hicker Reid is a former New Zealand rugby union player, a dynamic hooker with ball in hand. Reid represented the Bay of Plenty and at Wellington at provincial level and was a member of the New Zealand national side. The All Blacks between 1980 and 1986. He played 40 matches for the All Blacks, including nine internationals. He is best remembered for a spectacular try in the second test against Australia in Brisbane, 1980, in which he started and ended a counter-attack near the All Blacks' goal line. Hikararewa Rockcliffe Reid, born this day, 8th of April, 1958. He is 62 years old today. And lastly, to a man who coined the phrase, it's better to give than receive. No, we're not talking about the Pope, but you could argue this is a man of God. Sir Michael Nico Jones, who is a former New Zealand rugby union player and coach. The perfect rugby player once described by former All Black coach John Hart. John Jones' career spanned across 14 seasons between 1985 and 1999, representing Auckland, the Blues, and the New Zealand All Blacks, donning the black jersey on 55 occasions. Such was his versatility. Jones could play equally well at international level in all three loose forward positions. His international career was also affected by strong Christian beliefs as he refused to play on Sundays, although still good enough to be selected in the 87 and 1991 All Black World Cup squads. There are literally so many accolades Jones has received, received both on and off the field. We could, we'd need an extension for this morning's show. Michael Nico Jones, born this day on the 8th of April, 1965. He is 55 today. Happy birthday to both of those gentlemen. Yes, absolutely. Happy birthday to both those uh, gentlemen. Have a lovely day and a lovely cake uh, inside um, isolation. Moving on to rugby news. Um, in the British and Irish Lions news, Warren Gatland has suggested that there could be a pre-tour game between the British and Irish Lions and the All Blacks as a decider. Uh, obviously, the last series was drawn with one win each and a draw. Uh, when, they, when, the, when the British Irish Lions toured New Zealand uh, next year they're due to tour South Africa originally the idea was for the Maori All Blacks to head up to Europe and play the British and Irish Lions but with this COVID-19 and the economic impact on rugby there is some talk now that maybe it will be the All Blacks because obviously that would generate more income yesterday we talked about the Bernard Laporte was running for that Vice President of the of World Rugby um, and that he had this World Club Rugby Championship. 
Some details on that now is that he was thinking of having 20 teams playing in a World Cup format with four pools of five, moving into a quarterfinal, semi-finals and final. His proposal would see uh, six teams from Super Rugby and then four each from the uh, uh, English Premiership, the French Top 14 and the Pro 14, plus uh, the league champions from Japan and the USA would all be involved. Um, to fit this into the global calendar, though, he would be looking at scrapping the European Champions Cup and Challenge Cup. Obviously, that would meet some resistance in Europe. Uh, but that currently, he doesn't make it very clear. This is just a proposal um, at this moment. And I think it is a way for him to uh, clearly look at getting himself extra publicity, I think, in the run-up to the elections. Yeah, head you back? Head, head you back? No, I'll be handing you back uh, to Stephen from the Far North, who will take us through our league news. Uh, thank you very much, Paul. Yes, we've got some interesting stuff happening in the <clears throat> excuse me in rugby leagues. It seems as though every man and his dog is coming up with an idea on how this year's state of origin should be shaped. The latest being Kiwi coaching great Sir Graham Lowe. Rugby League State of Origin series should be expanded to include both a New Zealand and a combined Pacific Islands team, according to Lowe. Lowe, who coached Queensland to an origin win in 1991, says the NRL should reject proposals for looser eligibility rules and instead add two further teams to this iconic interstate series. As we mentioned yesterday, Brad Fitler also called for the idea of allowing players like Tongan star Jason Tabalolo into this competition, but uh, Lowe believes the competition has recently suffered from its flexible approach to eligibility and incorporating both the New Zealand and Pacific Islands would be the ideal way to regenerate fan interest. Rugby league in the Pacific has gone a huge surge in popularity since the 2017 World Cup, sparked by Tonga whose newly star-studded side consistently competed with the Tier 1 nations while drawing some fantastic crowds. Well, all we need now is Russell Crowe to come up with an idea. So watch this space. And uh, finally, in the league news, the Warriors are ready for another lockdown. Warriors players have had pre preliminary discussions around moving from one lockdown scenario to another to get back across the Tasman and continue playing in a rescheduled 2020 NRL season. A return to Australian and the NRL will hinge on the game's ongoing negotiations with the New Zealand government around travel exemptions for the Warriors players and their staff. Stephen Kearney and his players are due to complete their mandatory 14-day overseas isolation actually today. Having been stuck in a nationwide lockdown has meant they could only leave their facility for exercise, supermarket trips and medical services. Are you hearing that, Crusaders? It's a scenario that looms across the NRL with isolation bubbles, bubbles being explored to minimise the risk of COVID-19 being contracted by an official or player. And one CEO, George Cameron George, says his players are willing to commit to. Well, we'll watch this story over the coming interest. I think Paul's got a little bit more on the Warriors in general sport. Thank you very much, Stephen. Yes, uh, and... NRL is not the only side that's talking about uh, looking at getting an island to play on. The UFC have um, apparently got themselves a private island all lined up, as well as private jets to be able to fly their fighters in from around the world. Um, so he's uh, Dan, this is this was from Dana White, the UFC boss, uh, and they I say they're going to be testing all of the the officials. Uh, production crews and fighters, but obviously there would be no crowds for these fights. The UFC is still aiming to stage UFC 249 at an unclosed, lo undisclosed location on April the 18th. 
um, where Tony Ferguson will take on Justin Gathier, um, with, uh, with who will they, for the interim lightweight title, as uh, Khabib Nungamagomedov um, is stuck in Ru- Russia. Sorry about the pronunciations of those people. Moving on to coming back to New Zealand for and looking at the New Zealand wage subsidy that has been applied for companies and then got extended to include organisations. The Warriors are have the largest payout of any sports organisation so far. They've received just under half a million uh, New Zealand dollars for 90 staff. 485,524.80 is how much they have received. Two New Zealand Super Rugby franchises have also applied for wage shops. These are Chiefs receiving 150000 for 29 staff and the Highlanders $126,532.80 for 18 staff. We've yet to see any applications from New Zealand Rugby or the other Super Rugby franchises. Otago Central Cricket Association also uh, has applied and received $102,614 for their 15 staff. Netball Waikato Bay of Plenty uh, has received $200,000 for 29 staff. Netball South, Netball Northland each have received $160,000, while Netball Mainland uh, which is in a voluntary redundancy, uh, sorry, voluntary, voluntary liquidation, sorry, um, is on 132,000 for their 20 staff. Other sporting bodies claiming wage subsidy include New Zealand Golf, 150,000, Cart Sport New Zealand at 29,000, Central uh, and Mainland Soccer, 130 and 189,000 respectively, and Paralympics New Zealand at 70,000 New Zealand dollars. Moving on to cycling. Uh, remember yesterday we talked about uh, Zwift being used for races. Well, Thomas de Ghent was racing uh, in a race uh, last week uh, and the system automatically pulled him from the race for being too good. Uh, he got the message, either you've missed your calling as a pro or there is something wrong with one of your devices. So clearly Zwift have got uh, systems in place to try and catch people who are trying to cheat uh, and make themselves better than they really are. Clearly um, Thomas Degent is a very good cyclist and can pull up put up what what numbers that the average cyclist cannot, uh, and the system clearly was uh, tripped by that, uh, and he got accused of cheating even though he wasn't. Uh, in esports, though, in other esports news, though, we have seen some accusations of cheating. The Australian team Esper have been accused of throwing a game in the Rocket League. Um, Esper made a bunch of uh, rookie mistakes uh, in their final match of their series, including not contesting two kickoffs and an own goal from captain Aidan Delusion uh, Hendry um, on Twitter afterwards Esper released all their players and thanked them for their efforts uh, the league managers um, let's play live uh, are investigating the incident uh, and say they will do not uh, condone although they take a strong line against match fixing over in the NBA um, uh, NBA commissioner Adam Silver has said that um, they will be they're in listening mode currently and are not expecting to make any decision in April about the remainder of their season. He did say that does not mean they'll be making a decision on first of May, uh, but that he thinks that's that May sometime during May is when they'll be uh, have have some better news or some or some clearer news. He says, look, whilst he understands that everyone is missing the sport, that the safety of players and families are paramount in this. In other basketball news, the Canterbury Rams have launched a weekly home workout sessions, including strength, conditioning, training, uh, injury prevention, and a range of basketball skills, drills, and challenges. 
uh, people who take part in that. Also access to a Facebook group where they can post their own clips and ask for feedback from players. If you're interested in this and want to be a baller, then enrollment costs you $20 a month. It can be made on the Canterbury Rams website. So thank you, everybody, for joining the uh, the, the, the morning sports um uh, morning sports briefing. You are now up to date on all your sports news and have a wonderful day. We'll be back at 8am tomorrow morning and join me this evening at 8pm for the first ever Know Your Sport sports quiz uh, where we have two teams of two people we're taking on each other. Thank you very much to Steve from the Deep South, Stephen from the Far North and Arshin from Auckland for joining me uh, on this the morning sports briefing. Have a good day and stay safe everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.